You are listening to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast with Monica Louie, episode number 51. Welcome to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast, where we help online entrepreneurs grow their influence, amplify their impact, and scale their businesses all the way to seven figures. And now, here's your host, Monica Louie. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me for the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. I'm Monica Louie and welcome to episode 51. I am so excited to bring you another incredible interview today. This week, we've got not one, but two special guests. Today's guests have built an incredible seven-figure business that helps women who want to work for themselves, not by themselves as entrepreneurs. But first, if you're new to the podcast and don't know me yet, welcome. I'm Monica Louie. I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, and I run a successful ads agency where my team and I manage ads for six and seven figure online businesses. I'm also the creator of Flourish with Facebook Ads, which is my online training program that teaches my step-by-step system for creating campaigns that convert. My team and I have managed $2 million in ad spend and served more than 800 students and clients. We are in the trenches every single day, keeping a pulse on what's working now in the world of Facebook and Instagram ads. Last week, I shared about my brand new program, Fast Pass to Facebook Ads, and my team and I are so excited about it, and we've already received a lot of great interest. There are only a few spots still available. So if you know that Facebook ads are the right next step for your business, but you're not quite ready for ongoing ads management, I invite you to go to monicalouie.com slash fastpass to learn more and apply. If you're curious but want more details, stay tuned after the interview and I'll share more details about what's included in the program. As you know, I absolutely love teaching about Facebook and Instagram ads, but the goal of this podcast is to discuss what it really takes to build a seven-figure online business. And my guests today are rock star entrepreneurs who have done just that. I am so excited to share with you my interview with Katie DePaula and Liv Chapman from Inner Glow Circle. Katie is the founder and CEO of Inner Glow Circle, and Liv Chapman is the co-founder and COO. Together, Inner Glow Circle trains their clients to become accredited life coaches through the International Coach Federation and helps them create sustainable businesses they'll love through group training programs and masterminds. Katie and her team at Inner Glow Circle have been featured in Time, Huffington Post, Elite Daily, Hay House, Medium, Parents, Entrepreneurista, and on podcasts, including Raising the Bar, Leveling Up, Life Unfiltered with Alexa, Women in Business, and more. And I'm so excited to have them on the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast today. In this interview, we cover so much, including how the right partnership can help you build your business stronger and faster, the secrets to a successful partnership and why you should treat everyone on your team like a partner, how to clarify your core values in your business and how to use them to train your team members to make decisions for you, and the key areas you should focus on to grow your business during times of uncertainty 
and we talk about a whole lot more. This is such a fun conversation. So let's just dive right into the interview. But as always, you can find all the links and resources that are mentioned in today's episode at monicalouie.com slash 51. That's M-O-N-I-C-A-L-O-U-I-E.com slash the number 51. All right, here's my interview with Katie DePaula and Liv Chapman from Inner Glow Circle. Hey, Liv and Katie, thank you so much for joining me on the Flourish and Seven Figures podcast. I'm so excited for our conversation. Thank you, Monica. We're so excited to be here. Okay. So first of all, I want to hear what you guys do. Just tell everybody what you do in a short you know, 30 second. So Katie, I'll have you introduce yourself and then explain what Inner Glow Circle is all about. Okay, cool. So I'm Katie DePaula. I'm the founder and CEO of Inner Glow Circle and Liv, my partner in crime, literally. No, just kidding. But Liv, (laughs) my business partner is also here with us and she's our co-founder and COO. We run a company called Inner Glow Circle, which usually we go by IGC. And IGC serves women who are looking to launch coaching businesses, who are looking to bring their entrepreneurial endeavors to the next level. And we're actually the the only all-women, all-virtual accredited training program. So we serve women and we have worked with men before and, and sometimes we have male clients, but our main focus is working with women and we do all of our work online, which right now is really interesting. So we teach women how to grow their businesses and really take their lives to that next level. Awesome. I love that. And so how did you guys get started with this? I mean, is it something that... Liv, I'll go to you first, but is it something that you started off knowing that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Was this like your path? How did this all become? Yeah, I love that question. I feel like every time I'm asked that, I feel like I'm telling Katie and I's love story. So it really is a love and growth story. But I actually met Katie back in 2013. And I hired Katie to be my life coach. I was a public school teacher in DC public schools. And I happened to be like complaining about my job at a baseball game one day. And this girl was like, listen, I really think you should talk to my friend Katie. I'm in this coach training program with her. I think you would really like her. And I was like, I don't know if I should be insulted or flattered that you think I need a life coach, but okay. So I ended up taking a call with Katie and I hired her as my life and business coach back then. And I was really just trying to... I mean, Katie was an amazing coach. She was like the first person who ever really you know, asked me what I wanted to do with my life and helped me find my vision and start actually taking action, holding me accountable to that. And so that's how our relationship started. And I started my work with like teen girls and hosting different workshops and personal development type of trainings for women and teens. And then eventually I got my coach training certification and fast forward maybe a year, a little over a year from there, Katie had the idea for IGC, which had kind of started from her, you know, meeting so many people in the personal development space and in the coaching space and hosting what we had called at the time goddess circles from her living room and kind of wanted to turn it into a virtual community because when you're coaching, it's often done over the phone. And you can have clients all over the world. And what she was finding was that you know her clients also wanted to be connected to other women that wanted to do this type of work. And so Katie came to me with the idea of IGC. 
And at first I was like, I don't know, I don't get it. And then she was like, no, we're creating like the biggest women's empowerment group and women's circle across the world. And then she's like, and I want to teach people how to coach and da, 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 da. And then I was like, I can help with that. Like I had a teaching background. And so she invited me to, you know, be co-founder and help her develop the training and curriculum for all of our programs. And, you know, we've kind of been growing from there ever since. That is awesome. I love that story. So Katie, how did you get into life coaching? Is that something that you just knew from the start that you wanted to do? Definitely not. So I I went to a great college. I went to Vanderbilt. I graduated. I moved right to New York City. I had a few different jobs when I was in New York. I worked in PR, in fashion. I worked at a startup company in sales. I worked at a consulting firm. Like I was really jumping around and trying to figure out what in the world was going to make me happy and like get rid of this feeling inside of me of like, I'm wasting my life. Like I, I just started to feel that nothing was amounting to anything. And I didn't know what I was building. I didn't know what I was investing my time in. Like I just was going through the motions of life. And you know, I had like my friends and my boyfriend and my workout plan and like all the things that surround your work life. But I just didn't feel like I was living on purpose. It felt like really random and really scattered and really like not focused. And I just, it was actually starting to make me really depressed. And so I felt quite disconnected from myself and this like vision that, and Liv has her own version of this too, but like this vision of myself that I had always kind of seen as a child as like a leader. And like, I remember I wanted to be an inspirational speaker as soon as I knew that that was a thing. And I just saw myself having a bigger life and the life that I was living did not match that vision. And I'd almost, almost forgotten about it, but I hadn't forgotten about it, which was why it was like still haunting me. And so basically I just like day in and day out would wake up, go through the motions. But then the voice in my head was so loud of like, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life? And so I started to finally like ask those questions out loud. And what happened was what ended up being my last job in New York City. I locked myself in the office bathroom, called my dad, who's always been a big mentor of mine. I come from a very entrepreneurial family. We have a a pretty big family business. And I called my dad and I was like, I'm miserable. And I was like, you know, in tears. And I was like, is this how it's supposed to be? Like, is this how it's supposed to feel? Like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. And he said, you know, Katie, obviously work is hard sometimes, but it shouldn't feel like that. If you can find work that you enjoy doing, you'll be happy. Like that's the point, you know, figure out what you want to invest your time and energy into. And so I made a few decisions. I decided to move home. I decided to start my master's degree in nutrition because that was the thing that I thought I was most passionate about. And I saw, I figured like, okay, you know, maybe I'm supposed to become a nutritionist and like then write a book and then have a business and then all those things. Right. And so I started that, but then I started school and I was bored out of my mind. And I was like, this can't be it either. Like, I'm quite sure that the path to happiness and joy and satisfaction is something I'm going to enjoy along the way. And I hated being in class. Like, I just didn't like it at all. I didn't enjoy what I was learning. I loved food and nutrition. And, but then as I started to kind of explore deeper, I was like, the part I really love isn't the science part. The part that I really love is like watching people make these changes in their lives. So through a series of events, 
which also involved me starting my first business, which was an organic spray tanning business, I started to realize that what I loved most was just talking to people and listening to them and helping them solve their problems and watching them have breakthroughs. And it was just around that same time that I realized like coaching was an actual career path. And I was in my early 20s. I didn't know if it was something that I could actually do with my life, but I figured like, if I'm so unhappy, why not try? So that was where it all started for me. Wow. So I think, I mean, I can relate to a lot of those feelings and I know Liv experienced a lot of those feelings as well of like just feeling like you're doing something that sounds right, like the right path that you're on, but it doesn't feel right. So you made the shift. And so did you start doing life coaching right away? I mean, full time or was it like a side gig that you kind of built up? What did that look like? So I started this spray tanning company that was called Whole Glow. And I just decided while I was working full-time for my family's business, after moving home from New York City, I would like start something on the side. I had had like a blog and I had this woman who I went to in New York to get spray tans. And I didn't know who I was going to get my spray tans from. This sounds so silly, but I didn't know who I was going to get my spray tans from when I moved home to the DC area. And I decided like, maybe that was something I could have a business around. If she had a business where she was operating out of her apartment in New York City, why couldn't I do that in my apartment in DC? So I decided to start that. A few months later, I started grad school. That didn't last long. So I dropped out. And then what happened with spray tanning was that like all these naked women were coming in and out of my apartment because I'd set up a studio inside of my apartment. All these naked women were coming in and out of my apartment. Of course, they were like putting on clothes before they like actually left the apartment. But, you know, I was seeing all of these clients and as they were like getting naked and getting spray tanned, they were telling me all these stories about their lives. And like something was happening where people were getting physically naked and like stripping down and then they were getting like emotionally naked. And I just... I was watching and I was listening and I was so curious at this point in my life. And I'm just like a naturally curious person and always trying to understand people and things and how it all works. But I was so fascinated by this that like I was doing a beauty service and it was creating this like really comfort and openness around vulnerability and that women were being so open and so vulnerable with me. So I realized like two things. One, if I was going to keep spray tanning people and they were going to keep like telling me their life stories and all the details of like their issues with their kids and their divorce and, you know, this guy and that guy and this thing that they're trying for fertility, like all the things I was potent and I was going to keep trying to answer their questions and give them advice. I maybe needed to get some sort of education specifically around that. Like I started to almost worry that I was giving people too much like blind advice and I needed to have more training. And then the other thing I realized was like, I must have some natural gift if people are just opening up to me this way. Cause I, like I had known, and I still tell this story to this day and, and say this, but I had known that like hairstylists have all the secrets in the world. They say that. And I had known that, you know, people open up to the people that they go to for massage or hair or nails or whatever. But this was like, people were really going there with me to the point where I was like, these were 20 minute appointments. And I was having to like, be like, please don't cry. You're going to mess up your spray tan, you know? So I really was 
people were opening up in this way that I, I thought was really special and really magical. And I started to pay attention. And that was where I realized maybe I needed some extra education. And so I had hired a business coach and my business coach had told me about a coach training program. And I decided to go through a coach training program. But to be honest, even in, then I had no intention. I, I didn't know if I was really capable of having a coaching business. I was in my early 20s and just wasn't super confident that that was the path for me. But here we are. so I mean but you paid attention to what you were enjoying about that and then also like these breakthroughs that people were having so then you started your coach training business and then at what point after that is when you had this idea to start IGC with Liv so Liv and I actually met because of a girl that was in my coach training class like a, a fellow student and I had made a commitment to myself and I know you talk about ROI a lot on your podcast. And so I had made a commitment to myself that if I was going to invest in this coach training program, which was thousands of dollars, like $15,000, I think it was, I was going to pay myself back from coaching. So I wasn't sure that I was going to have a coaching business and be a coach, but I knew that I was at least going to follow the directions in the class and get hired and have clients while I was in class. Because I wanted to pay back the money that I invested to myself, right? So as fate would have it, I think it was like the third person that one of my teammates, one of my fellow students introduced me to for a referral. Cause I was like, guys, send me your referrals. I need to like pay myself back for this investment was live. And you know, it's so crazy when you look back on these things and you're like, wow, that was like the seed of all of it. But I remember the thoughts I was thinking like the first time Liv and I were on the phone and as we'd go through, you know, a week and have our sessions and I was just so impressed with her ability to like pop out curriculums and Liv has an education background. My background's more like business and entrepreneurial and like, I would say like I'm the artist of the bunch too, right? So, you know, I was like, a couple steps ahead of her in that I had a coaching business or was starting to, and I was her coach, but she was like writing curriculums, like nobody's business. And I was a little bit like jealous of that. I remember feeling like, how do I, and my client is just like outrunning me. Like she's so smart. (laughs) (laughs) No, really though. And so you've heard me tell this story, Liv. So I was like so impressed with her, but she wasn't selling. Like she would sort of like create all this stuff and then hoard it. And I remember one day being like, what are you doing? Like you have all these like programs that you're writing and these curriculums and you have this like teacher brain, like what are you doing? And you need to like get this stuff out there. I'm like, so I wish I was you. Like I wish I could like structure my thoughts and like my brain doesn't work like that. So I think like the thing with me and Liv and the reason we've had this like synergy in our relationship that's helped build the company is that we are similar in a lot of ways. And we also very clearly have certain strengths where like, I'm a lot stronger or she's a lot stronger. And, you know, that was sort of a chance meeting, but it also wasn't, you know, cause I think that like the more you show up in your life and the more you say yes, and the more you challenge yourself and the more risks you take and the braver you become, the more opportunities you're given. And so, I mean, look, we've been saying yes, Liv and I have been saying yes to each other for the last six years. And I think it's seven years. Yeah, it's seven years now, Liv. We've been saying yes to each other for the last seven years. And so 
you know, it really was like this magical thing that happened, but it was because we were both showing up, but because we were both saying yes. And, you know, we came from different worlds a little bit and we had different backgrounds as far as our careers and we had different gifts and strengths. But the more that we worked together, the more we started to see like that there really was a great partnership there. So I started IGC in 2015. And then to be completely honest with you, Monica, I had a series of personal events that kind of took me out a little bit, but Liv really stepped up. And that was where things really started to shift. And I started to realize how great of a partner she was and also what we could really build together. Wow. So Liv, when you and Katie met, did you realize that this was going to be such a magical relationship in your life? Or at what point did you see the potential with this? Gosh, I mean, yes and no. I think like, you know, Katie is obviously, like I said, the first person who really like not only asked me what I wanted from my life, because I had been just following everything I should do. Like you should go to college, you should get a regular career, you should find a stable relationship and you should never leave either of those things. And Katie was the first person who really asked me, like, is the life that you're living the life that you want? And then when I started realizing it wasn't and started putting together all of the pieces of the life that I wanted, I realized how similar, like, you know, what she was creating was and what I wanted to create was. And there was one point I actually like ghosted Katie for like months because I was, I realized I wanted to go through coach training and I was like, oh my God, she's going to think I'm like trying to steal her business idea or like steal her clients. And then when she, Katie called me like and texted me probably a hundred times. And then she was like, are you kidding? Like all I want is for more women like us to be activated and to be like taking off. And so I think it was that point of understanding for me. I remember taking that call from like a parking lot, story of my life. And, um, I was like, I think there's more to our story. And then it's so funny. We teach in Inner Glow Circle, like work for yourself, not by yourself. And some of you know, our most successful student stories come from you know, partnerships that they've created within class. And when I look back at Katie and I's history, it's like when she was taken out of the game, I could step up. And I've been taken out of the game for personal reasons throughout the years too. And like finding a partner that really balances you and holds you accountable. Like, you know, even the craziness going on the past couple weeks, like we've been going back and forth with like, you good to handle more stuff today? Cause I'm like losing it and vice versa. And we've, we've been able to create this dynamic where because we're both invested in the vision, we're able to pick up each other's slack if we need to. And I think that's one of the most empowering things that we do and teach. Okay. There's so much there that I want to come back to, but (laughs) so so, I mean, that was a lot, but I want to come back to a lot of those things because we can go in a lot of different directions, but I want to... So you guys started this back in 2015, correct? Yep. And so now today, I mean, can you share a little bit about like your programs, what your offerings are, what the business looks like today? Yeah. Yeah. I know the programs questions always come to me. Okay. So if you ask about our branding, go to Katie. But no, our program, so it started as like a virtual women's mastermind, and we still have a mastermind. So, you know, women from around the world who are enrolled in all of our various different courses can connect. And we host a couple of calls every week, like co-working calls and open coaching calls and all of that. But you know, our main course is really our ICF, which is the International Coach Federation Accredited Coach Training Program. And so it's over 60 hours of accredited training. It's all virtual, but it's in, you know, it's in a Zoom room. So it's like a virtual classroom. And I know everyone probably knows what that is more than ever nowadays with everything moving online. But that's really our main course, if you will. And then we have a graduate program for that. 
which is another 100 plus hours of accredited coach training. And actually this last year, we've started introducing more fully digital courses. So we have a course on, it's called Get Visible and it teaches, you know, essentially the confidence needed to grow your social media and, you know, spread your message and, you know, ultimately grow your business. And then we are launching another course in a couple weeks on like confidence and money mindset and sales. And that's called Let's Glow. And so we have really been able to diversify our programs just from everything that we've learned about students and coaching over the past couple of years. And it's really become quite an expansive, you know, the place to go for female entrepreneurs who want to learn some type of skill or uh, how to grow their business. I love it. Okay. So for those online programs, obviously the certification programs are if you want to become a life coach, but for the online programs, could that be for any female entrepreneur? Yeah. They're really geared towards any female entrepreneur. Um, We do get a lot of women in different like service-based industries. So, you know, like Katie mentioned before, hairstylists, makeup artists, consultants, graphic designers, you know, people who typically sell a service and help them with, you know, building out their product and, you know, marketing and sales. I love it. Okay. We have a, we have a brand new course called Let's Glow. And it's really like that course in particular is really about shifting your mindset and like getting clear on what you want for your life. And it's a course like for anybody. Right. And so what we've realized is that like, One, coaching is a really easy access point to entrepreneurship because there aren't as many barriers to entry. Like there's not a lot of overhead. You can do it with a phone. You don't even really need a computer, right? Like it's just so easy to become an entrepreneur by becoming a coach. And some of our coaches like go more towards consulting or they have like a health background and they'll do health coaching and they'll pick a specific niche. So that's the reason for you know teaching women how to become coaches because it really is like the fastest way to create financial freedom for yourself as a woman using your natural gifts and skills and understanding how to package them. But yeah, we really have understood and like you asked how we create things. A lot of it's just through listening. It's always been through listening. And so we part of that's listening to ourselves, but a lot of it's listening to women and our audience and the market and what do women want and what do women need and you know what are they unhappy with or what it's overwhelming them and how can we solve those problems and so i'm really excited we're both really excited about let's glow because that's really more of a i don't want to say entry level course but it's really like such a great kickstart for people who either have been circling the entrepreneurial space for years sometimes decades and just can't kick it off or want to take things to the next level. And I think mindset is such a huge part of it. So that course really focuses on mindset and confidence and sales. And we know we're all always selling all the time, right? Even if it's selling our kids on eating vegetables, like you say, Liv. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That sounds fantastic. And so that's open to any kind of female entrepreneur. So with developing these programs and developing... I mean obviously to be in business together for so many years, you've had to have a strong partnership. And so can you share with us some of your tips for if you have a partner already or if you're looking to start a business and find a partner, you know, what do you want to look for in a partner? You mentioned Synergy earlier. So what does that look like? What has been the secret to your success with your partnership? I think, I mean, the basis of it, I believe, is that we have a really good relationship, right? Like, I trust Katie. I think she trusts me. 
<laughs> no, I know she does. Um, and we do like get along and we agree on most things. And I think that's really like, we've just kind of, you know, you meet people that you like hit it off with. I feel like we really hit it off and had such similar visions. So I would say like trusting one another, respecting one another, and like having a similar vision is really the foundation. And then too, like we fill each other's gaps. Like I think, you know, Katie, one time we did this exercise together, for example, and this woman asked us like, envision yourself in like your dream location and Katie said she's like in the secret garden and like, you know, surrounded by flowers and all of this stuff. And I'm like, I'm on like this fully glass house, like on a cliff. And I'm like up in the ethers. And the funny thing about that was that we realized that like we were looking to be where the other person was because I find that I'm often like in the dirt kind of putting things together that come a lot from like Katie's vision. And so Katie's really great at the marketing and the branding and saying, oh, I have an idea and I'm really good. And we're both good at both parts, you know, as needed, but these are kind of our key strengths. And I'm really good at saying like, okay, here's how we package that. Like, here's who this is for. Here's the pieces or the modules or the course that needs to be designed to turn that into a reality. And so we've really, you know, kind of grown into our roles and are able to support each other and getting all of the, you know, pieces moving forward from both of our past experiences and natural talents. And then how do you guys maintain communication? Do you have like set weekly meetings or like a set schedule? What does your mode of communication look like? Mostly we just like text each other nonstop every day. (laughs) We try try not to communicate on the weekends a ton. Like, but yeah, it's really, we live in different places. I think that's important to say. I live in Washington, DC and actually typically go back and forth between New York a lot now. Liv lives in Tampa, Florida, and we see each other at least once a quarter. We try to see each other more than that, but it doesn't always happen. You know, we've got busy lives, like she's got two kids, work is really busy. And so I think like communication is less about like the modes of communication and more about just the style and being open, I would say of the two of us, I am more of a communicator and probably an over communicator and need more communication. And I think for me, our relationship has been a a lot about like saying to live like, Hey, I know this isn't how you are and you just like get it done. But like, actually, can you see, see me on that? So I know it's happening or, right. And and she's like, oh, I was just not wanting to clog up your inbox. I'm so sorry. It's like a romantic relationship. I mean, you just, we get these ideas in our head that someone's doing something for a certain reason. And so I think like lately, actually, and I do think it's been helpful for the company, we've been having nearly weekly 90 minute meetings about the future and going through every single department in the company and doing like these pretty in-depth like SWOT analysis, looking at strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats for every one of our departments. It's been five years. So it was sort of time for us to do a, a evaluation of things. And we're looking to pivot in some ways. I mean, our main revenue generator has been our coach training company. That's how we've gotten to the million dollar mark. And it's demanding of us it requires a lot from us. And so we're looking at like, okay, well, how do we keep that going? Because we love it and it's really impactful for people. And then how do we build up other streams of revenue for the company so that we feel more supported 
you know, financially and the energetically really is the big thing and with our time. So look, I think that no relationship is ever perfect. Liv and I have certainly had our ups and downs. I think the downs are when we've got personal stuff going on and we just feel frustrated that we even have to deal with this other personal stuff. But again, it's just about communicating. And and sometimes like she's putting in more effort than I am. Sometimes I'm putting in more effort than she is. And again, you know what's so funny, Monica? I feel like you'll get this when I say this, but I was telling Liv this, I'm like, I'm in a relatively new relationship with someone that I was friends with for a few years. I am always, and I'm explaining him how relationships work. (laughs) I'm always using me and Liv as a comparison because I'm like, look, this is how, like, we have to communicate more openly. Like, I am reading you this way, but you're telling me it's this. Like, we can talk through this. I mean, it's given me a lot of fluency just in how to have a partnership. And I've always, like, wherever we were in the company and the development of the company, I've always like approached it that it was a partnership. And in the beginning, it wasn't that way. Like I had started the company actually with my ex-fiance and that's a whole other story, but I fought really hard throughout 2016 to win the company back. I had to fight for like custody of the company. And then like, you know, as things were shifting and changing, I started to really find a partner and live. But I started to treat her like a partner before we even really formalized things because I I wanted to see if she could be my partner. And I think that's the other thing that's worth mentioning. Like, look, just because like, you know, there might be people listening who like really want a partner, who don't want to do things alone, who know that they work better with a team, or there might be someone in your life. I mean, Liv was a client of mine, right? So some people would be like, oh, I wouldn't work with my client. But I saw a partner in my client and I saw how my, you know, previous client could fill my gaps. Why would I not partner with her? Like that would be so silly, right? So sometimes we have to put our egos aside and say like this, like this idea that it's like mine, mine, mine. No, I've never felt that the company was mine, mine, mine. I always felt that the company was to be of service and it was for our clients. My job is to find the best people who can partner with me along the way and it became clearer and clearer, like year over year, month over month, that Liv was that person. And so we started to build a partnership because I decided I wanted to be a partner. I wanted a partner and I started to treat her like a partner. And, you know, even when I'm talking to friends or kind of coaching, you know, other people around how to find partnership in their business, I think a lot of people feel it's hard to be a solopreneur and it's hard to find people who are really loyal and how do you build loyalty? And even if you're hiring like a VA or a lot of people that are listening to this are like scaling their teams, like how do you build loyalty with your teams? How do you make sure your team members are really dedicated, especially if you have freelancers or contractors and they have other clients, like you treat everybody like a partner. And from there, you'll see, like I had, there were other people in the company before Liv that I treated like a partner and they didn't reciprocate, you know, and they took a lot from the company or I didn't like how they operated or they weren't client focused. They were more self-focused. And so my approach has always been like, treat people like they're a partner and then they'll show you whether or not they're a partner. 
I took that in a different direction, but I think it's helpful. <laughs> I know. I think that's really great because one thing that I've been very deliberate about is building my team because I didn't want to feel like I was just building this business by myself. I really wanted to feel like I was in it with other people and other people serving our vision. And so I hope that I'm doing it right when I'm you know, treating everybody on my team like a partner, like we're all in this together, we're a team and we're working toward this common goal. So that really spoke to me. Liv, what would you say would be your secret success for the partnership? Everything that my partner said. <laughs> but it's funny, like it's just like any other relationship. Like we are constantly having to reevaluate how we work together, how we communicate, make sure the other person's good. I remember falling asleep the other night and I hear my phone going off and I'm like, you know, a couple of years ago or three years ago, I would have felt like, oh my God, I need to answer it because it's like my business partner. And now I'm like, God, I know that Katie knows and respects that like, I might not answer this until tomorrow morning. And like, we're in that place now where we like, we know each other's boundaries with communication too, because we're able to so openly talk about them and talk about how we feel from, you know, a place of ideas and support, not necessarily from a victim mentality. And I actually credit that to both being trained professional coaches and to be doing this work day in and day out. Like it's what we do. We help women, you know, figure out what they want when it comes to business, relationships, communication, parenting, all of it. And, you know, we don't always do this perfectly, but we're really able to be super self-aware and have open communication, not just about the business and our lives, but like about how we want to communicate. So I think that just being trained as coaches is super empowering there. I love it. Thank you. So you guys have talked about the vision a lot. And I know you talk about your company mission, vision, core values, and how important that is to building a successful business. So can you give us some tips and some strategies on, you know, whether we're doing this by ourselves or, you know, starting a company by ourselves or growing it with a team or with a partner? How can we, first of all, like pinpoint what those are? and get clear and get everybody's buy-in for those common values? Yeah. I think that it requires getting clear on what your company values are first. And it took us a few years to do this. (laughs) What, Liv? (laughs) Well, I was, I think when we were interrupting me, I I knew we couldn't, we we tried to make it one, one time without, no. But I think like it is getting clear on your core values. And I think that took us, like they've evolved over the years and I think they're super solid now. But when I think of that, I think of like, what do we stand for as a company? You know, and like, what are those values? And oftentimes, like even right now, we're making a ton of decisions that we didn't know we were going to have to make, you know? And we're constantly going back to what those core values are. And we're saying to ourselves like, okay, with these things in mind... How do we respond? How do we react? How do we make decisions? What do we invest in? Who do we need to bring on? Who do we, you know, need to stop working with? Or so, you know, that's like the basis for how we make decisions about anything from you know internal management to investments to courses that we put into the world. And I think you know when we developed them, we really Katie really developed like the language of them and the flowiness and. You know, we use them often as like flowiness. This is yeah, like the future belongs me. to the female entrepreneur, and like work Look. for yourself. Now. They're catchy. They're you know, and they're like they're good marketing material. But they're also like literally when we don't know what to do, we're like, okay, go back to the core values. Like, what do we stand for? Well, that's what I wanted to say. So what happened for us was like our core values ended up being things we would we just started to say. 
So there's probably things that if you haven't developed a mission, vision, or core values, which I strongly recommend, and this is actually something that we train around in Let's Glow because I wish we would have had it from the very beginning. We did have it. It was deeply rooted in our culture, but it wasn't at the surface. It wasn't like on our website and on our walls and we didn't all know it and preach it all the time. And I think that like things become easier when you know what your core values are. So a lot of times we feel like we have multiple taglines for our business or we'll say different phrases a lot on the phone with clients. And I just started to hear myself repeating certain things or I'd hear other people repeating things that I had said or that Liv had said. And that was where I started to get clear on what our core values were, what our mission was, what our vision was, and what our core values were. Now what we do, and this was what Liv was just talking about, is when one of the things that we do is we train our team members to run their decisions before they come and ask us, run their decisions through our core values. So like one of our core values is find your glow, which is your greatest level of want. One is work for yourself, not by yourself. One is create the thing you wish existed. And so like when you're looking to make decisions, what we have our team members do is go through those things as a filter and say like, does this help us create the thing we wish existed in the world? Does this promote the idea of work for yourself, not by yourself? Is this helping us reach our greatest level of want, the thing we most want for ourselves in the world, right? So I think that they can really help streamline things and you probably already have them. It's just about digging them up, clearing, clarifying what they are. I recommend three to five core values and then putting them everywhere and they can always evolve, but I don't think at the core that they really change. That's really helpful because I went through this exercise last year where I was developing mission statement and the vision and these core values, but I have this long list of core values Mm. and I feel like I need to narrow it down so it is easier to reference. And I love what you said about train your team members to run their decisions through the company's core values. And that's something that I've been working on myself is empowering my team members to make decisions. And they can still come to me to see if I agree or if I have another idea. But I really want them to you know, go through the thought process and not just rely on me to make all the decisions. So I think that's going to be super helpful. Yeah, totally. So... Right now, as you as you reference, we as we're recording this, it is the end of March. So as everybody knows, March has been complete chaos in, you know, the entire United States and world. And so where do we go from here? Like how do we grow our businesses during times of uncertainty? What is your plan if you don't mind sharing? And what do you suggest? Should we take a step back and assess our offerings, as you mentioned you guys are doing? Or what do you suggest for people who are feeling like, you know, we don't know what even the next month or next week is going to entail? How do we deal with this time of uncertainty as it relates to growing our businesses? I think it's the same as all the time. Like I think you look at, it's just different information. So I think you look at like, what are the trends? What do people need? You don't get to like stubborn or ego-based about your niche or what you want to do that you're not listening or hearing what's going on in the world. And you'd be super open to pivoting. I mean, we didn't even get to all of this, but just so our listeners know, like exactly 100 days after we opened the doors for IGC, I got a call that my little brother died from an accidental overdose. I had been bedridden the year before for a few months because of Lyme disease. And then like, I went through multiple rounds of treatment for Lyme disease. 
the, we started the company in 2015, 2016, I spent a lot of it like in court and with our lawyer trying to win back the company from my ex because that was like a whole thing where he had convinced me to give him ownership. And, you know, I had been really struggling. I, I was sick and my brother died and I couldn't see one thing from another. Like I just didn't want to be alone. So I got involved in a really, really, really bad relationship. And then Liv, just a few years ago, found out that her ex, the father of her children, had been living multiple lives and having affairs. And now they actually co-parent quite well and have a good relationship. But that was so much to navigate through. So like I say all of this to say that, look, we dealt with sickness and we dealt with loss and we dealt with ups and downs in business and financial ups and downs and like all these things that the world is now going through. And obviously it's on a much different global scale, but I think that one thing that Liv and I always have done, and we were texting about this yesterday, but one thing we've always done is we've always told each other, look, we already took giving up off the table. Like we just don't feel that we have another option because that's how we've decided to look at things. And even if I sit and think about it, like I don't know what else I would want to be doing with my life. There's nothing else I would be rather doing with my life. And so like, you know, I see people a lot and I'm interested to hear what Liv has to say in answering your, the same question, but we see people a lot who like change businesses all the time. Like they'll launch this business and then all of a sudden they're launching a marketing business. And wait, now they have a branding agency and like, okay, they're back to coaching. And like, you know, I think like it's so great to have a company where things are settled enough where like, yes, we might be introducing new products or programs or ways to serve people and ways for us to make money, but we're not like throwing our whole company out and starting a new company every 90 days. So it's like a lot of people have stuff happen in their lives and they panic instead of pivoting. The world is having stuff happen and a lot of people are panicking. What we really advise is that people pivot. It's a great time to look really closely at your numbers. It's a great time to look really closely at your investments. It's a great time to look at like what you might cut. But like I think that all in all, if you're really an entrepreneur, which means like you're grinding, some days you're up early, some days you're up late, like you're making a big investment, then you're like, I don't know if it's going to work out. That, like this is just how life feels. So this is like a different layer of it. And maybe Liv and I are a little hardened because of everything we've personally gone through while growing the business. But I don't think we need to like freak out. I think we need to be really, really conscious of what's going on in the world. I think we need to tailor all of our messaging and be very aware of what's going on. We just met with our marketing team today, our ads team, our email marketing team. And we were talking about this and like, how do we tailor our messaging, but also not feed the panic? Like, but that's not any different. We're always looking at like, how do we tailor our messaging to our audience and what they're experiencing? So if this is just part of what they're experiencing, then like the fundamentals aren't that different. It's just that we really do need to stop and pause and reevaluate. And uh, yeah, Liv, do you have anything to add? No, that's, I think we're totally on the same page there. And like, you know, it's all about pivoting and not giving up. And we've always taken that mentality through thick and thin. And it's just 
we're doing it again on a grander scale. And it's so funny because it had happened to us personally over and over, tossing it back and forth over the years. And now we're like, okay, we teach what we're here to learn. Like we have been through this on a small scale. And now we're also tasked with, you know, inspiring people to keep going. And you know, reminding people that like, just because all of this isn't going on, like their vision is still valid. What they want to be doing and selling and sharing with the world is still valid and it can still happen. It just has to be done a little bit differently right now. And Katie said something brilliant earlier when we were leading, we led a free live training in our Facebook group around creative ways to make money, you know, while social distancing. And she said, like our clients and our our niche may have not changed, but their needs right now have. And so how do you meet them where they're at right now, given everything that's going on? And, you know, for some people that may mean, you know, discounting some of their services or offering more free stuff. Like one thing we've been doing is offering a ton of extra free trainings in our community. You know, we do offer a lot of payment plans for our training programs. And so we've, you know, rewritten some of them and extended some of them and we've extended our like discounted pricing for coach training and things of that nature. And, you know, so we've kind of met people where they're at given the circumstances and, you know, just find ways to innovate and create new ways for people to access what we're offering given everything that's going on. I think that's brilliant. And I think that's a great way to look at it is, <laughs> well, first of all, I love the reminder of pivot, don't panic. Um, but then also, I mean, it goes back to what you said earlier too, where you said, you know, you really grew the business by listening to your audience and listening to the market and then asking yourself, you know, how can we solve the problems that they're dealing with? And that's how the programs that you've developed already have come about. And so now is no different. It's just that, you know, the world looks a little bit different than it used to a few weeks ago. So I think that's a really great reminder because I mean, as business owners, we're always here. I mean, the purpose of our businesses is to help our audiences, help our customers, help our clients. And I think, you know, being in tune to what they are dealing with for your specific audience, your specific niche, then that's how, you know, I think we're all going to emerge from this eventually, you know, in a better position. And I mean, so first of all, sorry to hear about your brother, Katie, but Thank you. like the fact that you, like you've gone through those life events, those hard times in your past and live you as well. I feel like that sets you up, you both up beautifully now to help other people who are dealing with the chaos that is happening in their lives. So anyway, I just I feel like it all comes full circle that the hard times that we go through can help us help others in another another way, you know, down the road. So and you both are coming out with books this year. Is that correct? <laughs> I think we're getting pushed back a little a little bit, but me this year and live next year. Okay. But that's exciting. So I would love to hear from both of you what your books are are about and when they're you know expected to come out and where we can go to find those. Yeah. So my book is going to come out late summer of this year. And it's called At Least You Look Good. And it's all about how to take the most messed up stuff that happens in your life and find the opportunity. Like we always say that part of our job is rebranding resilience. And resilience doesn't just mean getting back up after a fall. It means like using the fall to create the next thing in your life. And everything that I've done in my life has been this, like finding my purpose and my passion came from feeling completely disconnected and depressed. Like, you know, we've used 
the story of my brother to like, we have a scholarship fund and in the company. And then my parents and our family and friends started a foundation and we've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for mental health. And like, you know, it's just about taking the hard parts of your life and really turning them into an opportunity. So it's part memoir, part self-help, and it's really designed to help people shift their mindset and stop being victimized or feeling like they don't have any power in their lives. Like I felt like that for a long time. And I thought really long and hard about giving up at different points. And I had a really low point where I was like praying that God would take me in my sleep because I was living in so much physical, emotional, mental turmoil. And I found a miracle. I found a doctor who could get rid of my Lyme disease after 30 doctors told me it would never go away, never go away. And so when people say like, you know, we're going to have this financial crisis or we're all doomed or I'm just like, look, you get to be an exception to the rule. Like you get to, but I had to change my mindset to even allow that possibility to come. And even when I found out about the doctor that could get rid of Lyme. I like had to get on a wait list. And there's this whole story about how I was on a nine month wait list. And I ended ended up getting off the wait list in eight weeks and I didn't have nine months. Like, so that was really, I guess this huge piece of grace, I guess is the word. So, but again, it requires showing up. I got every person I knew who knew the doctor had any connection to like call the doctor on my behalf. Like we really believe that it's partially magic and grace and the universe and manifestation. And a lot of that is also there's space for that when you show up and you decide and you take action and you do the work. So it's really a balance of both the hustle and the flow. So that's my story. At least you look good. Coming soon. Olivia, what about you? (laughs) Coming soon. I like it. So elusive. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So my book is called Old Soul, New Money. And I actually got a publishing deal with Hay House from going to one of their writer's workshops. And I'm only telling that because I got the news like the day I found out about my cheating ex. So it's all in my mind, very divine timing. But Old Soul, New Money is how to tap into your inner wisdom and make money as a modern spiritual entrepreneur. So the first part is really about how to you know figure out your message and you know, the teachings that you're meant to share with the world. And the second part is really about how to package it in the modern digital age. I love it. Wonderful. And so where can we find those books when they do come out? Amazon. Amazon. When they start shipping again. (laughs) We'll email you. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. But in the meantime, the new course is called Let's Let's Glow. Glow. Let's Glow. And when is that coming out? That'll be out in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. Very exciting. We also have a free training that I'd love to share with your people. Is that okay? Yes, absolutely. Please. So we have a free training featuring me and Liv called How to Make Money Doing What You Love. It's a great, quick training. It, you can find it at innerglowcircle.com slash training. Really complicated URLs here. Now we like to keep it simple, but that's a great like you know, starter training for those of you who are just getting started. And then for those of you who are scaling and moving to the next level, I think connect with us online and let's keep connected and keep sharing our stories. 
I love it. Okay. So definitely take advantage of the free training. Um, Where would be the best place for people to follow along and join you online? So you can follow us at Inner Glow Circle on Instagram. You can follow me at... I always like say this so weird. At... It's Katie DePaula, right? And then Liv is at the Liv Chapman. Awesome. Super easy. Wonderful. All the ads. (laughs) All the ads. Thank you so much, ladies. We're going to put all of those links, all the resources that you shared with us in the show notes. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your journey with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Monica. Thank Thank you you for everything that you do. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. All right. Question for you. Is the life you're living the life you actually want? I absolutely love that question that Katie asked Liz that sparked the beginning of their relationship that led to their business partnership. I think that's such a great reminder that we should all ask ourselves from time to time and also check in with whether or not the business we've created is the business that we actually want to. And as Katie and Liv said, now's not the time to panic, but if there are changes needed, then just pivot. And I want to thank Katie and Liv from Interglow Circle, aka IGC, once again for joining me on the podcast today. I absolutely loved this conversation and I'd love to hear your takeaways too. Please share those with us in the comments at monicalouie.com slash 51 or you can tag us on Instagram. I'm at Flourish with Monica and you can find Katie and Liv at Inner Glow Circle. You can find all the links and resources that Katie and Liv mentioned in this episode at monicalouie.com slash 51. And before we wrap up, I'd love to tell you about my brand new program. It is called Fast Pass to Facebook Ads and it is your fast track to an agency quality campaign without the agency fee. You get a complete ads plan with hands-on help from yours truly to launch your Facebook ad campaign. Now is the time to double down on what is working in your business. And quite frankly, it's a great time to be running Facebook ads as a lot of business owners have pulled their ad spend that leaves a lot more room for our ads. Those of us who are still advertising or starting to advertise that gives us a lot of space to get our ads out there, which means that our ads are being shown more, which means for the same budget or for a low budget, we can get more results and a better cost per result. So costs are really down right now. I've seen this with my own ads. I've seen it across all of my clients' ads and my students are reporting this as well. Everybody in my network who's running Facebook ads is also seeing this. This is what is happening right now. This is an opportunity we have since so many people have pulled back on their ad spend. And I strongly believe that now is the time, as I said, to double down on what is working for you in your business and get your message out there. Your people, your audience, your tribe, they need you now more than ever. So if you know that you've got an offer that can help your people, especially in this time of need, then I want to suggest that Facebook ads might be the right next step for your business. And right now I'm fully aware that this might not be the best time for you to commit to long-term ads management. There's so many things uncertain, but 
if you are ready to get started with Facebook ads or you just want some help in figuring it out, maybe it's been something that's been on your to-do list for a while and you just haven't gone through that course. Maybe you actually have Flourish with Facebook ads, my online training program, and you just haven't gotten all the way through it or haven't had time to implement it yourself. Then this is the opportunity that I want to invite you to learn more about today. My team and I have created this brand new program. As I said, it's called Fast Pass to Facebook Ads, where we will actually create your ads plan for you. And I will sit down with you via Zoom. We will properly social distance ourselves and we will meet on Zoom and I will teach you how to create the campaign so that you're actually learning Facebook ads through the process. By the end of our launch party, as we're calling it, you will have hit publish on your campaign. It'll be rocketing, rolling, and you and I will discuss what your next steps are for after the campaign is running because Facebook ads, unfortunately, are not set it and forget it. And I want to give you the support you need so that you can run your campaign, manage your campaign with confidence. So I'm going to give to you after the recording of our call, your complete ads plan that we went over that my team created for you, plus your next step strategy guide. So you know personally what to do for your campaign, what next steps I suggest you take when it comes to testing and tweaking. And then that's not all. (laughs) You get access to Flourish with Facebook ads, which is my online training program for your reference. You can go back into the module on how to create audiences if you want a quick refresher on how to do that or how to use the edit ad screen, how to set up your ad set properly. It's all in there for you to reference and you'll become a VIP member in the group coaching portion. So that means that you will get access to the Flourish with Facebook Ads group mastermind on Facebook, and you'll get access to our group coaching calls that occur two times every single month where you will have the opportunity to jump into the hot seat so I can continue to give you feedback and support on your campaigns. So this is really a great program that I'm so excited to roll out because I feel like this is a great compromise between if you're just not at the place of getting ready to outsource your ads completely, but you want an agency quality campaign. My team and I are here and we are so excited to help you. And again, you can learn more at monicalouis.com slash fastpass. We do have a form there for you to apply. So you can tell us a little bit about your business, what your goal with Facebook ads are. And then we will reach out to you to talk about next steps in getting started with the program. And again, you will find all the links and resources that we mentioned today at monicalouis.com slash 51. And I want to thank you so much for joining Katie, Liv, and me today. If you have found this helpful, please leave a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast. It truly helps the podcast be found by more people. And be sure to subscribe so you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Brand new episodes come out every single Thursday. And next week, I've got another amazing guest interview heading your way. So subscribe so you don't miss it. My guest went from tragedy to triumph and has built multiple seven-figure businesses. He is sharing his super inspiring story and insights he's learned along the way with us next week. So please join us on the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. That's all for today. Take care, stay healthy, and let's flourish. Flourish.